بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم So last time we had begun with you part 2 of Fazaili Sadaqat The word by Hazrat Sheikh Ladis Muhammad Zakaria Khandilvi Ramtaile about the virtues of giving charity This is Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam narrated by Imam Ahmad Rahimullah in his Musnad that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that whenever you see Allah Ta'ala granting abundance in risk means wealth livelihood granting abundance in risk to a disobedient person despite his sinful deeds then know all of this is what who istidrajun this is merely istidraj what does it mean that Allah Ta'ala is choosing to slowly it will be inevitable but slowly surreptitiously bring about his downfall so don't be fooled by this So then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he recited the verse of Quran falamma nasuma dhukkiru bihi and when they forgot that with which they they have been advised fatahna alayhim abwaba kulli shay Allah Ta'ala says me open up to them the doors and gates of every bounty and blessing hatta idha farihu bima utu such that they became so overjoyed with all that which was given to them and then akhaznahum baghdatan Allah Ta'ala says and we grabbed them suddenly mean we seized them with our punishment for these sins all of a sudden for idahum mublisun and they were unaware of it and then they became stunned we caught them unawares and stunned them Allahu Akbar kamira so this is hadith of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam the shaykh of these from Allah Ta'ala mentions Uh, in this that Nabi Karim has told us what that don't look at the your situation in your life and that that is not a benchmark or a standard of how good your taqwa is sometimes Allah Ta'ala can give a lot to sinners now when do we see this happening you find a lot of muslims actually think this about the entire modern advanced western progressive world they said that well you know they have science and they have technology and they have progress and they have safety and they have courts and they have this and they have that so then so understand very clearly that allah taala has two standards of marking one is allah taala's standard of marking for the unbeliever and one is allah taala's standard of marking for the believer just like sometimes if there's a class right and you may have a student in that class who's a ba student and another student who is a ma student so you will mark that ma student according to a higher standard so the believers and unbelievers are marked according to different standards for an unbeliever for an unbeliever to get house and car and wealth and safety and security that is purely based on his relationship with creation so if he is an honest person a just person a kind person then allah taala will give him bounties in this world as a reward for his honesty and kindness and justice like allah taala says in quran because when they come on the day of judgment their amal will amount to nothing because they didn't believe in allah subhanahu wa taala and allah taala would have already given them the reward for that in this world however for a believer for a mu'min for somebody who has iman if they want to be blessed by allah taala if they want to be blessed by allah taala then they have to do two things they're called to a higher standard number one they must also do they must also be honest and fair and just and true and kind and gentle plus 
they must also worship and obey Allah Ta'ala and make their society according to the Sharia and Sunnah. And if they don't do that second thing, or they don't do the first thing, or they do one but not the other, then they will never get that aman and progress and security in this world. So I can tell you living in Pakistan, and it's so sad to say this, but in Pakistan during Juma Salah, the markets don't close. I've never seen actually a market. There are individual shops, no doubt. No doubt. There are individual shops that close. But the market as a whole does not close, and the majority of the shops don't close. Now can you imagine how much can this shopkeeper make, right? Because mashallah, a lot of the people are praying salah, right? A lot of the men are praying salah. So the few men who don't pray, and the women who may be around at that time, so if he closed his, let's say, medicine shop, pharmacy, for 30 minutes to pray Jummah, so how much sales does he make in those 30 minutes? How much sales could he make? I can tell you, I mean, because I know Pakistan, he may make a few thousand rupees max in an average 30 minutes. Some days he may make zero. <laughs> Some days, so average he may make just a few thousand rupees. So just for the sake of not closing to a Jummah for a few thousand rupees, hmm? people keep their shops open. So you can't get barak in a society like that. It's not possible. It's not because we're not westernized, we're not modernized. No, that's not our standard. That's the standard for them. That's not the standard for us. We have to be honest and just and have good courts and all of that also. But we have to do this also. Hmm? So this is a problem. This is a problem. Right? In Saudi they enforce people to close the shops. I have personally heard direct testimony that some people they close their shops and they stay inside. Allah <laughs> Akbar. Yeah. So outwardly it looks like the shore is locked but they don't go for Jummah and they stay inside. Now imagine that, that's in some sense even worse because you're making zero real. It's not even the 3,000 rupees. That's nothing because you're close from the outside. So might as well just go for Jummah. No, stay inside. So it's not about forcing these things. It's not about enforcement. It's about tazkiyah. It's about the heart changing. It's about the heart changing. So here the point is that don't think that just because somebody has money that I don't understand, but he sins and everything's going fine with him, I told the truth and I'm having difficulty and that person sins and Allah Ta'ala is giving them. No. This could be the test from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This could be the test from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Then Shaykh Al-Zir said, in, this, uh, in another hadith, Rasulullah has admonished us not to envy the evildoers if we find them in affluent circumstances in spite of their disobedience and indulgence in sin. Don't look and actually long for that. How could you long for the comforts that a sinner has been given? How can you long for that and feel, wish that, oh, I wish I had that too? Hmm? It's very important not to have that longing feeling. Why? He, he said this state is a kind of latitude or istidraj. And then he says that there are many other verses in Quran and istidraj which warn people against those circumstances. It is a dangerous situation for the sinner is ultimately suddenly seized by the punishment of Allah Ta'ala while he is rejoicing with joy in the bounties and blessings and he's too bewildered by being overtaken suddenly by Allah Ta'ala's punishment that he can't find any escape, can't make any repentance. So then Allah Ta'ala sends punishment on him in such a way that he's not able to repent. Allahu Akbar Kabeera. That's so scary. That's so scary. Allah Ta'ala save us from such a thing. And by the way, here it's open because the umumi meaning of Quran is open for 
notwithstanding the original intention of that original occasion of revelation but this could happen to anybody this could happen to anyone then Sayyidina Ba'ad ibn Samad narrates that Nabi Kareem sallallahu said that when Allah Ta'ala wants that a community should prosper and grow Allah Ta'ala grants its members the qualities of moderation and chastity moderation in this spending not extravagant in living and he grants some haya so just look do you find these two things in us? Are people living moderate lives and they're guarding their haya? Or are they living extravagant lives and losing their haya? Hmm? Which one do you find? Allahu Akbar Kabira. And when he wills, to, when Allah Ta'ala wills to destroy, for this continues, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam continues, when Allah Ta'ala wills to destroy a community, then the doors to dishonesty are open to them. And then when they begin to rejoice in their dishonest deeds, then Allah Ta'ala seizes them unaware with punishment. And then again Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu recited that verse from Qur'an. So dishonesty. Allah opens up the chance to cheat, to make a false earning, to lie, to cover up, to have affair and adultery and lie and cheat against spouse. And then when they do it, and then they take the pleasure from it, and then they rejoice in it, and Allah Ta'ala's punishment seizes them suddenly. Well, actually... I'm amazed that this actually in many times Allah Ta'ala hasn't done this. You see the verse means that Allah Ta'ala may seize them suddenly. Not always. And we are all living proof of this. Hmm? Otherwise many of us would have already should have been had this sudden punishment from Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. And so many people who come to me sometimes in some cases they fall in that category. That the doors to dishonesty were open to them and they took it and they seized it and they enjoyed hatta faluhu and they were getting the pleasures of this world. So Alhamdulillah we see that still Allah Ta'ala can give tawfiq. He doesn't always punish every such person suddenly. Sometimes He inspires the person through His hidayah and rahmah, softens their heart, makes them feel the shame and remorse over their sin, guides them to places of tawbah, gatherings of tawbah, people of tawbah, teachings of tawbah, practices of tawbah. But then if you find a person is not, says, no, I don't want to go to the Bi'an, no, don't talk to me about Dawah, no, don't talk to me about Darsi Quran. If they resist and resist anything and everything that could remind them and reconnect them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then one can be scared. Then one can be worried that they're maybe going on that path. Hmm? Maybe they're going on that path. Next to the Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said that the wise person is the one who has molded himself Molded himself. What does it mean? The wise person is the one who has worked on himself. Mandana nafsahu. Who has shaped himself. Made himself in such a way that they will perform deeds that are pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and deeds that are of value after death. And the silly, in the foolish person, the foolish person is the one who follows his own desires of his nafs and still hopes in the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So Shaykh Al-Adhi said that we should learn to distinguish between, between two different attitudes with regard to the mercy and forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Number one, the attitude of a person who holds true expectations of Allah Ta'ala's mercy and forgiveness, who craves for the mercy of Allah Ta'ala and begs Allah Ta'ala for His mercy. That's also a sinner, but he truly begs and makes, seeks forgiveness and begs for mercy. Second is the attitude of the unrepentant sinner who continues to persist in sin, 
doesn't seek the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, doesn't beg his mercy from him, but still assumes that Allah Ta'ala being all merciful and all forgiving, that Allah Ta'ala will forgive him anyway, without him having to ask for it. No, that's not possible. Okay, anything's possible for Allah Ta'ala, but that's not the adab, that's not the way. The way is to seek the forgiveness and to beg the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man Shaykh Ladi mentioned two verses that Imam al-Razi, Imam al-Razi quotes in his tafsir, two verses of Qur'an, to mention the way that people get deluded by this world. فَلَا تَغُرَّنَّكُمْ الْحَيَاةُ dunya. That don't let the life of the world delude you, beguile you, let you follow deception. So this is called Darul Ghurur. It's all deception. It's an illusion. It's a delusion. Then, so this is one word, Ghurur. Then another verse will tell you a different word. Walakinnukum fatantum. So it's like a fitna. Fatantum anfusakum. That you yourself put your own selves in fitna, in trial and in test and in tribulation. Hmm? Allah Kabira. So this is important that Allah Ta'ala makes it clear that this is our own doing. So not even every test and trial is from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Sometimes when we fall into the delusion traps of this world, we bring tests on our own self. We bring tests on our own self. So what was the connection with this to Sadaqa? Hazrat Shaykh Ladi put this hadith and these ayat there because sadaqah is also, and there's many hadith on that in the book, that sadaqah also means to take yourself out of fitna, take yourself out of test, to remove Allah Ta'ala's test upon you. So then if you can remove Allah Ta'ala's test upon you, what Hazrat Shaykh Ladi meant here is those tests that you inflict yourself with because you get involved in the delusions of the world, then sadaqah can remove that as well. So this is then a concept of tazkiyah through sadaqah, forgiveness through sadaqah, islah through sadaqah. This is yet another reason that one would want to give their charity away. Inshallah now we will do khatmat, make dirut shayf, Allahumma salli ala siluna Muhammad wa ala ala siluna Muhammad wa mabarik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala siluna Muhammad wa ala ala siluna Muhammad wa mabarik wa sallim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حسب الله ونعم الوكيل اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم انا لله وانا اليه راجعون انا لله وانا اليه راجعون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله ولي الذين امنوا الله ولي الذين امنوا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم والله ولي المؤمنين والله ولي المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم make miracle close your eyes by your head Cut yourself off from the world, make niyas from your kalb, that your kalb is making zikr of Allah's name, that your kalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. مبارکہ 
تنبي كريم صلى الله عليه وسلم تعالى أنبياء عليهم السلام أجمعين تصحاب الكرام رضي الله تعالى أنهم أجمعين تعالى صحاب أعلى أنبياء رضي الله تعالى أنهم أجمعين تعالى بالصديقين شهداء صالحين علماء أولياء مفسرين محدثين فقهاء أصوليين يا رب كريم تدعوني يا كاملين اسبشي مشايك دسسنا لنكشبني مجددية چشتیا سروردیا قادریا شادلیا شتاریا کبریا and all of the rightly guided awliya of haq ya rabbi kareem and send all this reward ya rabbi kareem to abauna wa ajdaduna to all of our forefathers our parents and ancestors and of our children our descendants and progeny to all of our neighbors and friends to all of our teachers and students to all of our associates and colleagues and to all of the mu'mineen and mu'minat all of the muslimin and muslimat the ummah that is past, the ummah that is present, and the ummah of the future, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And Ya Allah, inscribe the meaning of these great ayat in our heart. Inscribe the feelings of these ayat in our heart. We too, Ya Rabbi Kareem, want to feel, Hasbunallah, that you are alone are enough for us. You are sufficient for us. You are enough for us. That you are sufficient for us. Make our heart feel such a feeling. Make our life live such a lifestyle. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you are the best wakil. We want to turn to you for help. Turn to you as our guardian. Turn to you as our protector. Ya Rabbi Kareem, be our wakil again. Help us again. Guide us again. Protect us again. Guard us again. Ya Rabbi Kareem, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, our heart, we want to always it to acknowledge that there is no might except from you. There is no power save with you. No ability to do good deeds except from you. No power to stay away from sin except from you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us always remember it. Make us feel it. Let us make our live a life according and under to these teachings. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, fulfill our hajati dunyavi. Fulfill our hajati dini. Fulfill our hajati ukhruvi. Ya Rabbi Kareem, fulfill all of our needs, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana takabal minna innaka anta sameel alim. Wa tubu alayna innaka anta tubab rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Amen.